Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Everyone, for another episode of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Now, listen, this week is a very important episode. Because what we keep hearing from you, what we keep seeing, and what we're experiencing in our own practice is that we want to jump in on this orthodontic, specifically clear line of craze that's going on. From the push that Smile Direct Club has made, from the push that Invisalign has made, from the increase in alternative and options that exist through companies like SureSmile and ClearCorrect, there is a lot of movement and action in clear aligner therapy. So much so that we have made it part of our champion series or a champion product in our practice where we create its own storefront for a team member to be a champion of. And this week, we're going to bring Michelle, who is our team champion for orthodontics on our practice, and we're going to talk about how we are rebuilding our clear aligner practice. But before we get there, you know we got to put our commercial on with Meredith, and I hope she talks about our Clear Aligner Ortho course this week. So let's give it to Meredith. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. If you are tuning in this week, we assume you are interested in adding orthodontics to your practice or, or growing are already, it yes, already have ortho and want it to be better. So we do have a course coming up in August with Dr. Matt Standridge on um, adult cosmetic ortho with clear aligners and brackets. We also have an online version, um, little intro version of the course as well. And um, we'd love for you to come visit, see the new retreat, bring team members. This is a team driven, for the most part, procedure, um, something that's great to go in your overflow column. And before we get started, I have a podcast review, short and simple. Let's do it. Great stuff, guys. Love that this is the real world stuff that keeps us going. That's it. Why are these podcast? Why are these reviews getting so short? <laughs> it's what five stars. What more could you ask for? Six and a dissertation <laughs> novel. I want somebody to read. Leave me a novel for a review, please. Then, then please. you're going to get upset when they say how great we are. <laughs> and it has to be all about me. <laughs> all about me. Before I bring Michelle on, let me talk to you about. Listen, I tried ortho many years ago, and I didn't get remotivated in understanding orthodontics until I went to some training myself. And now I know a lot of you are saying, hey, I took Invisalign certification course, or hey, how hard can it be? There is a value in going to orthodontic education. And I want to say this about what Matt Standridge does. 
he brings you fundamental orthodontics, and we teach both clear aligners and bracket therapy. And he gives you fundamentals that will make cases more simple, teach you what to avoid, and make your cases more predictable. So listen, you owe it to yourself and your team member to come to the program. You'll get to learn not only the clinical side of things, but you'll learn some of the business aspects of growing this portion of your practice. But of course, this week we have Michelle. Hello. How are you doing? You Uh, look so good on camera, Michelle. (laughs) Thanks. Welcome. (laughs) I can't do that to my hair. I'll do the other side for you. So um, (laughs) it's it's fitting, I think, that we have both of you on the podcast, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And so I want to kind of, I'm going to take a back seat today. I'll do some asking and then mm-hmm. kind of turn it over to Michelle mainly, Meredith here in the beginning a little bit. Meredith, I want to I lay the groundwork for everybody listening of how we got started in making orthodontics serious in our practice. Because I know a lot of people are doing a few cases, one or two cases a month. They want to do more. Sometimes they feel like, hey, it's not even worth doing a few cases. And the truth is, and I hate saying this, but clear line of therapy doesn't make economic sense if you're not doing more than a few cases a month. You've got to do more than a few cases a month. So, Meredith, uh, if I can turn it over to you, kind of give us, because you're the first person to focus on ortho in our <laughs> practice. So let's uh, kind of walk uh, our listeners through that. And I feel like I kind of had to beg you to do it. Yeah. Can I say that? <laughs> I, listen, I love nothing more than having a woman beg me. Yeah, you all. <laughs> you were like, more work. This is going to be, you know, I was, essentially it meant more work for you, but I wanted to step into this role and I don't think you were read quite ready but yeah, I, I mean, wasn't you ready always because say, I wasn't ready right and you always say to kind of start before you're ready yeah and, and I always say never take no for an answer uh-huh <laughs> and you told me no and I was like okay so then the next day I was like okay so can I take over ortho and you're like yeah no and I was like okay and then I just, you know, I was like, I have my first ortho patient. So do you want to see them or do you want me to get the associate to see them? Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, so I saw how Liz transitioned from an assistant to a champion in our practice. And she took over sleep and it grew exponentially by having someone who worked with the patients from start to finish. Someone who did the business um, clinical and follow-ups with them. And um, this all kind of started because I was an assistant, and I, at the, this particular day, I was seeing overflow patients, and I had a patient ask if they could see me the next time. And I didn't typically see Invisalign patients or ortho patients. And I said, well, you know, I didn't want to say, you just kind of see whoever's here that day. <laughs> But that's, but that's a horrible right. idea, right? <laughs> but that's just, how it works. But that, but that, I've never heard you say that, right? And and in my mind, I just cringed that it was true. It, that's how it worked. Yeah, it you was saw true. whatever assistant was free. Um, if I wasn't busy at the front, I could see a patient. I had been trained as an assistant, but then I transitioned into a business team member, um, and I liked the ortho stuff. I liked the clinical side of it. I knew the treatment planning. I knew the payment plans. I knew the sales side of it. So it kind of just made sense. And when she asked, can I see you next time? I specifically tried to schedule her at a time I knew I would be able to see her. So um, I think we agreed that we could do this kind of part-time and 
still try to help out working up front business kind of things as well. And we grew it, I think four times yeah. in a year. I think we, I think we were doing somewhere in the ballpark of probably 12 to 15 cases mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. And I think by the time I asked you to leave the office and work for 3d <laughs> dentists, by the time um, I asked you to leave, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't well, usually happen with a smile. <laughs> um, I don't think you took it with a <laughs> smile either, but uh, I think at that point we were up to 60 to 70 cases mm-hmm. uh, on an annual basis. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we went through a transitionary period uh, where uh, it was kind of unowned uh-huh. and then owned transitionally. And then uh, we went back down to the 10 to 12 cases. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, either we are going to. It's not worth it. Quit. Get rid of it. Ortho. Or we're going to re-engage orthodontics. And, and then uh, I think I begged you for it. Yeah. So now, Michelle, <laughs> cost, talk to us about how that process worked. So I also begged for me, you to put me in the back so I could take over ortho. Pause. Pause. There's a key thing here. Women are begging me. Back yeah, to you, Michelle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> back to you, Michelle. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get crazy. <laughs> Um, well, anyways, so ortho was something that had caught my eye may have been because I was working at the front with Meredith back at the time when she was doing ortho and I thought she was pretty cool. So I thought ortho was pretty cool, but I digress. Um, but when she was doing ortho, I was helping with some of the marketing and I would help her with some of the payment plans Mm -hmm. and the treatment planning. Um, I would see her do some of the treatment simulation. So I was somewhat familiar with like with what some of that looked like I remember watching her fill the trays with the composite and things like that so I was somewhat familiar with what the general basis was um and you know I was interested in just giving it a try and what I was most interested in was taking this area in the office or in our practice that was struggling and I was really wanting to give it ultimately just all of my effort and love just to see if there was a way for me to get this to develop into something better because I had seen Meredith really grow this area in our practice into something very successful so I knew it was possible again I knew it was something that our patients were very interested in so I was hoping that we could get it back to where it was Um, and you know ultimately I felt like really the main part that it was lacking was almost just people being aware of it I feel like it was almost out of sight, out of mind, even for like the doctors and the hygienists and the patients. It was just no one was talking about it. No one thought about it. I mean, you know, I would talk about it to you and you were just like, you know. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's um, (laughs) well, that's that's also scary to me. Right. Is how do we take something that was important enough to someone else? And that's Mm -hmm. the key answer to this. It was important enough to somebody else, Mm -hmm. which was Meredith in the case. And how do we make it suddenly to where, like, when somebody said ortho to me, Mm -hmm. like that, right? And then how do we get it back? And for me, the answer was you got to have somebody that loves it, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And and my job is to minimize my role in it Mm -hmm. outside of being the clinical dentist part of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so that's, I think that was the key. Mm -hmm. Okay. So today we've simplified it. We have four things you can do to help your ortho practice. And Michelle is going to touch on each one of those. But I do just want to add one thing. Um, I want to emphasize that Michelle was not a dental assistant. She was a business team member. And the important part of the Invisalign 
is getting a patient to say yes to a $5,500 treatment. And the clinical part is the simple. I mean, I would say once you get the patient to say yes, you know, you're going through the process together. The hard part is getting the people to say, I, I think most people have the the biggest problem with getting the patients to say yes to the treatment and Michelle's holding their hand from start to finish and being a champion. You don't necessarily have to do like she said, she would help me with marketing. And if I wasn't available, she could easily give a patient a treatment plan. Um, And she'll touch on some of this stuff that other team members do to help her. But even as a champion of Invisalign, holding their hand all the way through is more important than being able to place the buttons. They could have an assistant place buttons Mm -hmm. and hold their hand the rest of the way and still see them through the checks until they can um, master that or learn that. So just keep that in mind when you're picking your people. It's not always your most um, skilled assistant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think an important part of that is is underlying is I knew that about Michelle because we have a rule that we have to connect once a week in our practice. And and I asked questions like, what are your goals? Where are you at? What are you liking, not liking? And she mentioned she wanted to be a little bit more clinical. And my answer was, well, not now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so anyway, so Michelle talks about four things. She she broke it down. I asked her about this. She said, hey, I've got four things I want to talk about. And the first thing you wrote down, Michelle, was make it easy. So again, we're talking about how to build your orthodontic practice, how to do more cases. And so the first step was make it easy. So Michelle, can I turn it over to you and have you talk about what do you mean by make it easy? Absolutely. Um, So one of the first thing that I really tried to implement, and this was obviously backed up by T-Bone, was we really started to implement everyday scanning in our hygiene. Um, Every new patient has a digital impression Um, and we are now getting that on all of our current patients. So every year they'll get a new digital impression. Um, The biggest thing that I noticed with our hygienist is the scanner has to be available. So even if I have an ortho check and they need the scanner for their patient, I will figure out some alternative way to do my ortho check just so that they can have the scanner. Um, And with that, I've noticed they're doing upwards of 40 scans a month now um, because the scanner is just always there. I will personally go in, plug it into their room, turn it on, and have it ready to go. And with that alone, we're getting multiple cases. I would say majority of our cases are coming straight from hygiene, which is fantastic. Um, And so once we started doing that, that was awesome. Um, The other thing that I've noticed is making myself available. So when they do start to do these digital impressions and start doing the consults with the patients, um, they'll typically radio me just letting me know that they have a patient that's interested in clear aligners. And I will make myself available. I'll kind of stand outside, listen to see what the patient is interested in, what their main concerns are. And once there's a free moment, I'll pop in, introduce myself And I'll start to break down kind of what the next steps look like, what our program looks like, just so the patient has an idea, and really start to try and bond with the patient just so that emotional connection starts to form, and then they have a face with the name. Um, And then it also takes that pressure off of the hygienist that they no longer have that responsibility to take care of that. But again, it's just making it simple. I'm there. The scanner is there. There's no hoops to jump through. It's easy. And then really keeping our treatment plan simple. 
Um, I know when I looked, when I started learning about some of our treatment plans or some of the plans available to us, you can do so many different options. You can do complete care, 10 express trays, yada, yada. They're all different prices, whatnot. And so when I started looking at what our treatment plans look like when I'm giving the financial arrangements to patients, I got a little overwhelmed on what the price looked like when I was giving it to the patients. And finally, I realized it doesn't matter what $100 here, $100 there doesn't make a huge difference when we're giving the numbers to patients. So really, I just, when I go in and introduce myself to a patient or I have a consult, I really tell them, I'm like, you know, it's about $200 a month and your treatment's going to be about six to eight months or 12 to 14 months. And normally their response is, wow, it's not as long as I thought and not as expensive as I thought. And that's that. And so I try to keep it simple for the patient, simple for my team members. And with it being simple like that, basically all of my team members now can have that conversation on their own, which is fantastic. And it's just, it's, with it being simple like that, I have noticed the case numbers starting to increase, and it's been phenomenal. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. Michelle, I got to tell you, you're doing great at this. Thank you. You really are. I'm talking about the podcast part. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not the ortho. No, no, <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> that too. So I want to kind of give a, a couple of thoughts to what you said, okay? Uh, dentist, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Get your hygienist a scanner, okay? Bottom line, stop overthinking this. In our office, we started with the iTero mm-hmm. when, we, when we moved beyond PrimeScan, so that I believe that PrimeScan is the best scanner Number one is I think it's the best actual scanner on the market, okay? Number two, uh, I believe it's a doctor scanner, and it's built and designed to be a doctor scanner. Now, when we wanted to get more serious about orthodontics, I looked back at how we built everything else in our practice, and that was by focusing on technology, mm-hmm. leveraging technology. And by far and above, the best orthodontic scanner on the market is the iTero. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's the best scanner, mm-hmm. It's the best scanner built 
triple orthodontics. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question here in a minute about how you use the iTero. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll come back to that. I don't know. Is that somewhere here later? Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about that. Okay. But I wanted the, the, the key selling point to me on the iTero is not whether it is the best scanner, because that's irrelevant to me. Mm -hmm. It is the orthodontic simulation. It is by far the best scanner at orthodontic simulation. Mm -hmm. No one holds a candle to them, and it's because they're an orthodontics company, mm -hmm. and they've put time and effort into focusing on orthodontics. So we started with one scanner that we were sharing, then we got two scanners, and now we're moving on, uh, and we're adding the Medit, and it has an orthodontic simulation, not as good as iTero, but there's some other reasons that we're adding the Medit into our practice that I want to go through at a different episode. Uh, so that's number one. On the scanner being available for the hygienist, uh, I want to make sure the doctors understand that it is a well-worth investment uh, in it. Uh, so that's there. Uh, Michelle mentioned that she makes herself available uh, so that the hygienist doesn't have to do the work. Listen, we ask a lot of our hygienists. I ask probably more of the hygienists than 95% of the dental practices out there. And really, their job is to they're they're a referral source, and that's how we have to re, that's mm -hmm. how we have to view them. We have to view them as a referral source. Their job is to create awareness, and they need to be able to hand that patient off. Just like in sleep, our sleep business has grown because we have someone to hand them off to. Our restorative business has grown because the hygienists have a treatment coordinator, Crystal, in our practice to hand them off to. But that's where we were suffering with orthodontics. We didn't have somebody to hand them off to. So having Michelle available, again, as we mentioned in a previous episode, about the 15 to 20 minute mark is by the time that the hygienist should be giving Michelle a heads up that, hey, I, I'm gonna, I got a potential orthodontic case. I need you to come in and meet the patient. So that way they can pass the baton and then Michelle can own the patient from there on. And it's not this black hole of who the hell is taking care of me as Meredith was kind of referring to earlier. And then, and it, go ahead. Also, at this point, the hygienist will have photos and a scan. So what, what does Michelle need to be able to send this off to get a um, simulation? Or even the liners made. Right. Like, we have everything we need. All she's doing here is coming up with a treatment plan and meeting the patient. Yeah. She's basically, at that point, uh, Michelle's role is to finish up, the, to yeah. get... Uh, to use Ashley Ladder's word, get them across the finish line. Right, you yeah, know? and hold their hand through the treatment. Yeah. And then um, the last thing that Michelle mentioned uh, was keep treatment options simple. Um, and by the way, I'm noticing, Michelle, that we're starting to slowly creep away from my two-option thing. I like to make uh, clear liners or orthodontics, and I practice two options. There's either minor treatment or, or adult complete treatment. And there should be nothing else. So either mm -hmm. it's a case that's simple or it's a case that's not so simple, okay? Yeah. And then what I'm starting to see a little bit is we're starting to get into, like the case we looked at yesterday, which right. was I only want to do one arch. Mm -hmm. And so my question is always going to be why in the hell are we even going down that road? Mm -hmm. Because we can't be the cereal aisle where we have 800 options, mm -hmm. and then when things don't go exactly the way the patient hoped, we're backtracking mm -hmm. and saying, well, this is only because you didn't let us do the bottom teeth or the mm -hmm. top teeth or whatever it may be. So I, I try to keep things, and, and not a knock on you, yeah. which we're trying to grow the business and I get it, but I also want us to keep to our principles and experience has shown us that essentially two choices. Mm -hmm. We can be either a express case or a complete case, mm -hmm. and there's nothing in between. I try not to have... 
fees based on which system we use, fees based on if it's an Express 7 versus an Express 10 versus a Go versus a full case. It, none of that. Just it's either yeah. going to be 3500 bucks or 5500 bucks, mm -hmm. and it's you know, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we try to keep it simple. I used to tell patients, blame it on the lab. You know, <laughs> you can use them. You can say, sorry, unfortunately, it's going to be the same price either way. So you might as well. They charge us the same whether you do one or two. So yeah, you might so as well, might do, well both. do both. Well, I just tell them we got to do both to get the result yeah. we want, whether yeah. it's true or not. I mean, to mm -hmm. me, I try right. to keep it simple. So, Michelle, the other thing you wrote on here was emotional and complete dentistry. Mm -hmm. So I want you to tell us uh, and the listeners, what do you mean by emotional and complete dentistry? Well, I will say, I feel like this is a big perk of me not really having clinical background because yeah. it took me a really long time to learn how to do an iTero scan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and this is, I learned how to be very patient with myself, but with that, I learned how to fill the awkward silence of me taking a very long iTero scan with learning and building a rapport with my patient. Um, and I realized that, you know, that was something that Meredith did a very good job with. Uh, they always knew who Meredith was. Whenever they'd call the office, they'd always ask for Meredith. Um, and so that was something that I was able to do very quickly with. I was able to bond with them because our ortho checks would take about an hour because that's how long it would take for me to do the check. Um, but I realized in a weird way, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. And so uh, I realized very quickly that that was something that the patients were actually looking for. Um, and that, you know, I think sometimes we forget that orthodontics is emotional dentistry. Uh, most of our patients are coming to us in a very vulnerable state. They're looking for to have something fixed that they've been very self-conscious about for a very long time. And they're finally doing, they're finally going through with it and making a very big investment on their smile and they're trusting us to do it. And um, I've gotten to a point where I feel very honored for them, for, for them to choose us to help them with that. Um, so I have really taken that on to take the time now with each patient, even though it, I am much faster at my iTero scans. Um, so I normally try to take my time with each ortho check, really check in with them. Um, and I try to make it more about how they are doing in general rather than just how are the trays doing today. Um, and one of the neat things that we have started to do is now that our hygienists and really the whole team are getting really good at our scans is we're starting to uh, do more implant records and things like that. So with that starting to be more implemented in the office, I've noticed more complete care with our ortho cases. So we're starting to do more ortho with sleep and ortho with implants, um, which I know Meredith was doing, but now we're starting to bring back in. So right when I started, we were just trying to increase our ortho cases. But just recently now, I just had my first ortho sleep combo, and I just had another ortho implant combo the other day. And so that was a small victory for myself that I was really proud of. Um, and I know the patient appreciates kind of just that one-stop shop and being able to have the treatment plan and the financial arrangement as just one instead of a financial arrangement over here, treatment plan over here, doctor over here. It's all just organized, and we're all taking care of it as one plan, which is really good. Yeah, I want to kind of um, <clears throat> kind of the importance of what something you just said. I don't like patients moving from place to place, mm -hmm. right? And so... We're not so siloed 
and so storefront based where you're like, hey, I don't know anything about sleep or mm -hmm. implants mm -hmm. or, hey, I only handle ortho. Your treatment plan is with them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how, I you know, how we work with special, not our office, but how a lot of offices work with specialists. And I think it's important for them to know that or for me to know that you can handle the treatment planning for that patient that has sleep or for that patient that needs implants. And then we work together to say, hey, we're going to do this first, this second, this third, and we're going to phase it all out this way. The patient's going to commit to complete dentistry up front because mm -hmm. to a certain degree they have to because we're building it all around each other. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And as a clinician that's trying to build a practice around seeing less patients, slowly but surely, that's how that happens. Mm -hmm. Patients that want orthodontic treatment often have other things that they're willing to do as long as you make it a good buying process mm -hmm. for them and a good experience mm -hmm. for them. Uh, so, so that would be my, my take or my comments uh, from that, uh, on that on the emotional and complete dentistry side of things. And yeah. Oh, I was going to say, and I would say we've had, because I've been working with Crystal a lot as mm -hmm. well, and I would say, you know, obviously you have to have your restorative work done before yeah. you start ortho. And so we've had a lot of patients start to realize that ortho is more, it's more about taking care of your future teeth rather than just making a pretty smile. So when we start to tell them about, oh, you have heavy wear, you should get ortho to prevent future breakage, you also need a root canal, you know, on this tooth, and you need some fillings to prevent, you know, future root canals, you know, such and such. And all of a sudden, once we start talking about overall health and wanting to do ortho to prevent future wear, they're all of a sudden motivated to get all of their dental work done to get yeah. ortho. So we've noticed a lot of patients starting to get their treatment actually done so that they can start moving forward yeah. with ortho. And the second they get, and they're literally like, when is as soon as I can get this dental work done so <laughs> I can get my ortho done? And they are like, they're biting at, it's biting at the bit. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, I had a lot of patients that were the exact opposite. Ortho was their step to getting implants or veneers. They needed um, to straighten lower teeth before doing porcelain on the upper teeth or they needed, um, obviously, once you get the implants, you can't move them. So they would need to do the ortho first. Yeah. Before, but with the plan of the implants right, you know, coming. planned out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, these patients were set up for big treatment. And I went with them from the beginning to the end, from their, from their beginning of their ortho through their sedation point appointments and their implants. Because at the time, we didn't have a dedicated... Um, treatment coordinator for general dentistry. So we were kind of all sharing that role anyways, which worked out kind of nicely because I did see them for all of their sedation pre-appointments and post-ops and all of that. And, you know, we kind of went through the journey together and they already knew me. So it was a nice transition for that as well. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> as I hear you two talk about this and as I heard Crystal on the previous episode, Sometimes I got to pinch myself and take a step back that I'm surrounded by such wonderful people. And while I am hard about us not making the progress as quick and as deep as I would like, we're doing some pretty special things in our practice. And uh, um, maybe I should stop and smell the roses occasionally. <laughs> so we're done. We're done with that part. We're done smelling the roses. On to the next step. But, um, but I, I know some dentists are listening, and they're like, my team would never be willing to hold a patient's hand and go through the process with them. And, and Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Not everyone has to, though. Not everyone in the office has to be hand holders. Some people have to be turning and... Yeah, you need, back we need to role back players. To back to back we back need role players, patients. right? We need and, all stars and, and role players. And I wouldn't even We only have one superstar role. in the office. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I wouldn't even... I'm the only one laughing. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even call them role players. I mean, they're stable and they're seeing patients, but they don't have the availability to yeah. hold hands like some people do. Mm-hmm. And um, not everyone has the personality. Well, I, again, I'm, I don't want to dwell on this topic but a lot of people have people that have the time to hold hands but the yeah. people don't they don't have the right people that want to do it yeah. yeah and and i get asked all the time where do i get good people how do i get good people i don't know the answer to it yeah i put ads out some of my ads are pretty bad by the way <laughs> you know I we put, just realized this that's why I, we're laughing i put ads out just like everybody else Honestly, they're probably copied from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I think, even have an ad. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe in your particular your patients. Case, I didn't have know. an ad. Um, I think the key in this is that I'm unwavering in what's acceptable to me and not acceptable right. to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to make people uncomfortable. And I think that's really the main difference on team. But I, I want to move on because that's, what not, yeah. that's not what this episode's about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number three. So we talked about number one, which was making it easy. Michelle talked about, you know, growing and building the ortho department was number one, making it easy. Number two, understanding and moving patients through the emotional and complete process of of going through orthodontics. Number three, and she put a couple of stars next to it, is follow-up is key. Uh, How how do you do follow-up and how does all of that work in our practice? So I follow a very similar process to Crystal. Uh, We both use the 222 process, which is two days, two weeks, two months. Um, and I try to stick very close to that sometimes. When it comes to ortho, I feel like it's a little bit different. Um, my follow-up is kind of just all year. Um, with I feel like with ortho, and you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like 
for the most part, I, I personally feel like I never close an ortho case the day it's presented. I feel like I can get a patient to say, yes, I want to do this, or yes, I'm really interested, but since you have to submit the records and you have to get the treatment plan back and we have to make sure that it's technically possible that we can do it. I mean, I'm getting to a point now where we can kind of look at the pictures and see if, you know, we can kind of estimate like, oh, it might be 10, 20 trays, but really we don't know until we get the actual treatment plan back. And then once we have that, then we can actually lock down the actual finances. Um, but so that makes it a little tricky because now the patient's officially out the door and, I've had a lot of patients that might be out of the door for, you know, six, seven months. And so trying to follow up with them, even though the treatment plan only took a week for it to come back, it's that constant follow-up, the constant emails, the constant text calls, all of that, that really is the reminder to the patient that, hey, your treatment plan is ready. Those trays are ready to order. We're ready to go when you are. Um, and so that is that constant reminder for them, that is where it's absolutely key because it's not like, it's not a crown. I can't say, hey, we can bring you in next week and deliver this crown for you. It's, there's a well, little we, bit. We can't do same day dentistry. Yeah, there's, unfortunately, there's a little bit of a lag to it, which, and it, that's, it is, it is what it is. Um, so that's, I mean, if you don't follow up, you're not going to get that case. I mean, very rarely do I ever have a patient call up saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in ortho and, that just doesn't happen. So if you don't have the follow-up, it's just, you have to. Um, so the follow-up is major. and But part of my process to the follow-up is, and this is kind of relating back to what I said about keeping the finances just very simple. Um, so T-Bone mentioned a little bit ago that we have just generally two fees. Um, so it's actually... 4,500 or 5,500. So um, how much I know. <laughs> I'm trying to increase to six, but I haven't closed to six yet. Um, but the importance of keeping it at those general fees is when I do my follow-ups, I can be like, hey, we're having a Valentine's Day sale, $500 off, limited, you know, expires February 14th. Um, just to kind of try and pick up this pace so I don't hear from them in six months and there's a little bit more pressure um, so that's one of the things, that's one of my tactics. And honestly, it worked. I did that around, uh, in the December period that we were doing like an end of the year special and it actually helped close probably about 10 cases, which was fantastic. So that's one of the main tactics that I'm using when I'm doing my follow-ups. So what you're saying is, is that one of the things that happens is we need to not have the hygienist or a doctors or anybody automatically say, hey, we have a discount. In oh, other absolutely words, not. Our goal should be that we know the price, and the price is this and this only. Yeah. And then yeah. you, as the store leader, you have the ability to offer a very, you know, something specific. And then if you need to go beyond that, that's when you have to come begging to me. Yes. Because I always want you guys to beg. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but, but, and I, like, I appreciate you, but yeah. you're so quick to discount. Like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, We're I'm trying to increase than you your fee. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I want you to. That's why I stay the hell out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So and I'm just going to push you out of the way. And so, I mean, really, I wouldn't do a discount if I'm just doing like a very minimal one. That's yeah. not even going to like, you're not even going to notice it. Um, but it's just enough. And the thing that I've noticed is you could do just a hundred dollars off. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you put discount on the financial arrangement, patients are like, oh, that's great. I'm like, okay, fantastic. When do you want to get started? And they're like, oh, I'll pay today. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's my follow-up process. Um, and I would say really just making sure that your patients 
have your contact information. Um, I don't need anyone else trying to get in touch with the patient. As long as they're able to contact me directly, um, that's perfect. And I, how do they contact you directly? Typically via email. Via email. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. um, that way I can email them their financial arrangement. I've emailed them what their treatment plan looks like. Um, they have everything typed up. I've typically sent them a video of what their uh, treatment simulation looks like. Um, I'm super OCD, so I document everything for them. And, you know, it's just all kind of bundled together. And, um, and then I have a spreadsheet, and I just document every time I email them. And, yeah, that's yeah. my process. So I want to point out a couple of things yes. uh, that you talked about. Uh, nothing bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I think follow-up is key, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, because there's something very key that you said. Orthodontics isn't the immediate sale, mm -hmm. like a crown or like an implant yeah. even to a certain Usually degree. Usually they have to discuss it with somebody Yeah, they too. have to, right? And so I think the couple of things. I also think orthodontics is made to make follow-up easy. Okay, number mm -hmm. one, what we do in the chair is just a immediate simulation. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to submit it. So one thing that Invisalign, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to be agnostic, but one thing Invisalign has done that SureSmile has recently added on is they allow us to send ClinChecks in for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now we can follow up the patient saying, hey, hey, I know when you came in, Jesse showed you the immediate simulation mm -hmm. and you mentioned, hey, I want to show you what exactly it looks like. Yep. Because the immediate simulation doesn't say it's going to take X amount of time to get right. done. But now I can say, hey, by the way, he came back and you have 14 trays. Yep. And then you fudge the number up because there's almost always a refinement. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yep. Um, that's what Matt Standridge is for, is to figure out how to get less refinements. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's one part of it. The second part of it is what you mentioned is, hey, you can export that cartoon, the ClinCheck, mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a video to mm -hmm. send to your patient, mm -hmm. right? So that's another way to follow up. And then you always have the, the ability to say, hey, by the way, I can't extend a, a small courtesy to you mm -hmm. um, and then be able to make it a little bit more affordable for the patient in that sense. So unlike other procedures, there's not these things available. Mm -hmm. So orthodontics has a ability to show them that. And I think the key is, in this particular case for us, it starts with a digital scanner mm -hmm. as, the, as the top point. So I want to make a point to everybody listening. Um, uh, we use an Element 1 iTero. Mm -hmm. It's literally not the first generation iTero uh, because they had the vacuum cleaner for a while, but it's the uh, Element 1 when they got somewhat serious about, about digital scanning. And since then, they've released the Element 2, the Element 5D, and now the Element 5D+. Plus. So I'm not, I'm not even saying we're doing, we're doing well by having, quite frankly, the oldest digital scanner they have. Mm -hmm. And if anybody that's friends with the line, I don't understand why they don't want us to have the newest and greatest to help promote them a little bit. I mean, <laughs> we'll take one. Why not, right? <laughs> um, so, so that's there, okay? So the fourth thing that you wrote down, uh, Michelle, was marketing, mm -hmm. okay? So talk to us a little bit about marketing and what that means to you as the leader of orthodontics in our practice. So marketing, I broke into two components. Um, I have internal and external. When it comes to internal, we just recently added some digital boards into all of our operatories. Um, so this is, we have a slideshow of different pictures. This is going to be just showing different procedures we have in the offices, different services, 
Um, and so I made a point of putting uh, different clear liners on there, some before and after photos that we have, um, just, you know, maybe some common questions that patients might ask, just to kind of, this is more of like a subliminal kind of post, just to get patients kind of asking questions. Uh, we've had patients that are sitting in the chair and they look up and go, oh, what's that? I'm interested in that. Or well, they uh, didn't know we did oh, yeah, Invisalign? Ex exactly. They're like, oh, that looks like my teeth. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so that's been, you know, super great because it just gets, it's a super easy gets the conversation started. We literally don't have to do anything. The posts take two seconds. The TV is doing the work for us. Um, so that's been fantastic. So if you don't mind, uh, when you say a digital signboard, mm -hmm. what she's referring to is uh, I went and bought 55-inch. We used to have posters mm -hmm. in every operatory, posters that, that focused on the three things we want to do more of, which was sleep, ortho, and implants. Mm -hmm. So we had a poster for each one. And so at some point, I wanted to do more sedation. And before you know it, we would have posters everywhere. <laughs> or when colors change or logos change, then I have to redo all the posters. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the most efficient use of in 2020 and beyond mm -hmm. of how to do that. So we wanted to go to a digital signboard within each operatory. So I went and bought a 55-inch TV, which was uh, 250 to $300. Mm -hmm. I bought a... Um, TV mount that can be mounted normally, and then it has a little button that you twist it, and then that way your TV can be vertical, almost like a story, mm -hmm. uh, instead of a regular post. <laughs> it's a story post. <laughs> and then basically we set it up, uh, connect it to Google Photos, mm -hmm. and then we upload our um, ads, I'll call them ads, to Google Photos, mm -hmm. and then the TV plays them as a screensaver. So we have seven rooms with these TVs in them, and then that way, if we change the Google Photos uh, folder, all the TVs change, uh, and so their ads say. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to under and, 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 and it's subliminal. That's the beauty uh -huh. of it. It's amazing how much stuff, and then when you have new team members, you can put up ads about new team members mm -hmm. and, and, and things mm -hmm. like that. So yeah. I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll let you back at it. Yeah. Um, so we have that, and then just some other things, like we're able to do... Um, Invisalign has, you could do like a, they have an app that you can take a picture of yourself and send it in. Uh, you have to put your email address in and I think your dental office uh, and then it sends your dental office an email that you're trying to submit like a picture. Um, and then once you do that, you get an after picture of what it would look like with your Invisalign. Um, so we have like QR codes around the office so patients can scan that while they're just sitting there waiting. They can see what it would look like after clear liners. So I just have little things like that around the office just to, you know, spark interest in clear aligner treatment. I have uh, left or non-used trays all around the office. I added more to Crystal's office. Have you seen that? <laughs> she was like, what yeah, is like this? Yeah, it's like decoration. Yeah, I want to do an art project with the clear aligners we have. Yeah, yeah like fill a bowl, fill a bowl mm -hmm. with them. Um, lot, you could glue them together yeah. and like... I will say I am so surprised by how many patients don't know what clear liners look like. Mm -hmm. Or what they feel like. They touch them. Uh -huh. I mean, this is probably yeah. pre-COVID. But they touch them. They, like, pick them up. They're like, oh, cool. I mean, they don't even know what they look like. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these are all free. These were trays when people go into refinements mm -hmm. and they still had five more trays. We just opened them up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, but that's back to the show. The point of show and tell. A lot of times we'll say, you know, like Invisalign, and it's easy for us because we know exactly what they are. But patients still think brackets, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's super important to have models to show and tell. And it's also 
the aligners are also a lot thinner now than they were five or six years ago. Mm. I mean, they were like thick, like retainers. We could use or, my wife's aligners. Stop. <laughs> um, like that I paid for. They're so much thinner now that people don't have as many issues with like lisps and speaking and that yeah. kind of thing. Where in the past, I know a lot of people had issues with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just to see that they've come a long way, they've upgraded, they're new and improved. It's cool to show. So okay. Michelle, you've talked about internal mm -hmm. with the subliminal signs around the office, things like that. What about external? Uh, so, so that one of the things I know, uh, an area that I know that we're working on is we've done good with getting patients from getting more patients within the office, but now we're no, we know that we'll probably hit the ceiling at four to five mm -hmm. cases a month from within the office, at least in our practice. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we know that we want to make this a ten a month business, mm -hmm. right? So, so that's when we know we have to go outside. So, talk to us about what you believe we should be doing externally to be better at this. What we should be doing because we're not quite <laughs> doing it yet. <laughs> but we have a plan in place. We have a yeah. plan, and we're slowly working on it. Um, I mean, honestly, and I feel we used to do this with Meredith back when she was doing it. Uh, Facebook ads yeah. that seemed to work really well. It was funny. We used to there was that one picture we used as an ad and killed. I used to soap on people's Snapchat. <laughs> Is that where you guys were riding the balloon? Oh no, yeah, we no, did that full photo that. shoot. No, oh, this that was my good. Yeah, okay. but Meredith would pop up on Instagrams and Snapchats and Facebooks, and it was fantastic. And But, you know, to some degree, we're really targeting people in their 20s and 30s, and ultimately, we're just sitting there on our phones. So I've started taking some of our previous posts that we have in regards to clear aligners and started promoting those. Um, one thing that I am trying to ultimately achieve with our social media and marketing in regards to that is ultimately patients want to know how long and how much our treatment is. And so we have a couple of blog posts that kind of go over that. And so I've been sharing those posts and promoting those posts. And so ultimately I'm going to keep working on creating more ads in with that information um, and then ultimately, I really want to start reaching out to more of our local businesses and starting to kind of partner up with them um, just to kind of, I feel like working with our local businesses to get their support would be really good. Yeah. You know, um, I wrote down a couple of things. Uh, number one, our best performing blog post on our website is Can I Afford Invisalign? Mm-hmm. And it uh -huh. has done very well ranking mm -hmm. because I use the word Invisalign. It's a very popular search term. Yeah. And then probably the number one question people have is, can I can afford, I afford it? it? Right? And right. Uh, so, so I think one thing that we can take away that I want to impart on people, and look, I'm going to be honest, we're not doing it as well as we need to do it, okay, is bottom line is we need to make videos answering people's questions. Mm -hmm. That's what search, that's what people are searching. They type in, how long does Invisalign take? How much is Invisalign? Does Invisalign hurt? Does my insurance cover Invisalign? Mm -hmm. And you just need to make videos that answer those questions mm -hmm. because that's what people search. Then you'll show up. You'll become an expert. And on those same pages, you need to say, hey, you have to have a form on there that says, hey, are you interested in a consultation? Come on into our office. Mm -hmm. And you need to invite them in, basically. So I think those are simple things that we can do mm -hmm. uh, to get there. Well, I don't know about you, Mich uh, Michelle and Meredith. I think uh, I think that was a very good episode. Yeah. 
Well, I will say something must be working because and it was what's today Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I was my first day that we had so many people interested in ortho that I couldn't follow up with every single person before I left. That's just pure laziness. <laughs> <laughs> Proud okay. of you, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, but listen, it's the little things. One plus mm-hmm. one plus yeah. one plus one equals winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I will say, what are we approaching? Six months. Uh, four or five months. Yeah. Oh, four or five months. And that's what you always say. I mean, yeah. and so th- I mean yeah. that to kind of close things up is, you always have to give it some time. Yeah. You gotta have a runway. You have to, because we had this conversation a couple months ago where you're like, well, I'm not. You know, we were seeing some results, but we weren't seeing exponential growth. No, we weren't seeing. We just weren't seeing the upward tent. We were seeing some. Yeah. It wasn't. But it's like it a plane like, taking off. It was the, it yeah, was the, the plane takes one, off and then one, does that. One. Right. Yeah. You know, we weren't at that stage. We but weren't at the mountain. We could have quit. We could have quit. We could have. And then and then we would have never we could have been just on the cusp yep. of taking off. And but I a think lot that's of offices where we're at. do that. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of offices stop before they finally get to that before they start soaring. Yep. Maybe we're about to soar. Maybe. <laughs> With all that being said, I want to thank everybody. Listen, if you want to get serious about orthodontics, I think you should come to our adult cosmetic orthodontics program where we'll teach you the fundamentals of orthodontics and we focus on adult patients who want to improve their smile. I think one of the things that will make this program unique is one, there's an online component that teaches some of the, I hate, Matt's going to be so upset with me, some of the boring lecture part of it. Uh, so that when you do come in, we can focus on the hands-on component of it. And I think the other part that'll make it unique is uh, you will have me and Michelle there walking you guys through and working with your assistants on how to implement this and how to be strategic and how to do some of the things outside of the clinical side of things to actually grow your orthodontic practice. So take the opportunity to come out. We'd love to have you. And um, don't forget to leave us Google reviews and iTunes reviews, and we'll see you guys next week on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.